Yo, what's poppin' people? It's your boy Kaz here once again with the Say Less Podcast. I want to thank you all for always uh, supporting, um, tuning in, and watching the best of episodes on What's the Sports and Brother every single Friday. We're growing our audience immensely, um, faster than uh, my wildest imaginations. But, man, I'm really excited that uh, everybody's joined me on this journey, um, especially today. Today's a special episode. I usually don't drop episodes on Sunday, but I figured... Um, today is uh, Father's Day, and uh, Father's Day always been has always been a special day to me um, for things that I've uh, been through personally um, with with my daughter and uh, the passing of my father. Uh, Father's Day is always a very um, tough day, not tough day, but you no, know, it's always a day that I, uh, I, I I just try to kind of get through, and I don't really uh, you know. Uh, I really don't try to think about it too much because I try to stay in a, a good, positive mental state. But um, this day uh, makes me feel really good. I, I feel really good today. Despite everything going on in the world and how hard it's really been with, man, take your pick. <laughs> with everything going on in the world, um, I really try to uh, hone in and uh, keep a level head about everything going on. And um, speaking of level heads, there is somebody uh, that is a guest today that I feel always keeps a level head. That's <laughs> a joke. Anyway, um, it's a bucket list interview for me, man. Um, LeVar Ball, CEO, founder of Big Baller Brand, of the father of Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, and LiAngelo Ball, um, the host and, and star of Ball in the Family on Facebook Watch. Um, there's not too many people I would want to talk to and do a podcast with on Father's Day than this man right here. Um, despite what many people may think, uh, especially the way you know sports media may portray him or the way he comes off in, in the public eye, you can't deny that the man has made an impact especially when it comes to black fathers. And um, I feel like now more than ever, black fathers are extremely important. They've always been important. And um, they've always been something near and dear to my heart, Uh, especially, you know, a soon-to-be or or, or will-be again black father and losing my father at at an age and the time that I really, you know, was going through some things. But... It's 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 an incredible episode, man, because LeVar Ball, I think, is very misunderstood. I feel like he's a guy who, uh, you know, really, really, sometimes you can tell he's playing the character, but other times, especially when you listen to this podcast, you really get to know the, who the person is behind all that and really get into the, the guy that has raised, you know, three young black boys uh, it's almost like three lottery tickets, you know. His his main goal is to get all of his kids into the NBA, and he's technically only a third of the way there. But his son Lamelo is going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft in 2020, and Leangelo's in the G League right now. So it's always takes only takes one person to win over for him to be in the NBA. And I remember when he talked about it at first, people called him crazy, but you know. It's it's so amazing. It really is amazing what the power of, of positive thinking and what black daddies can do when they fucking believe and love their their sons and families the way he does. So I think this is a great talk, especially for Father's Day. And if you got your fathers in your life, make sure you give them a call. Make sure you FaceTime them. Make sure you grab a beer with them, toast to them, do whatever you need to do, man, because black fathers are extremely important in today's um, day and age. And to the people who may not have their fathers in their life and have gone through, um, you know, some traumatic experiences that, you know, I talk to a lot of people about and know that that can happen and that's a possibility. I hope you find peace out there too. Um, I hope that, um, you know, you you come to a, a time in your life where you don't, you know, feel like that is a uh, a burden that you got to carry for the rest of your life, man. Um, I know how hard it is to, well, I've seen how hard it is for a lot of people to go through a lot of their life with uh, strife with uh, parents, especially their fathers. So um, my prayers go out to you today on Father's Day. So do what you got to do to keep yourself happy. But um, yeah, today's for the black fathers, man. So I have a great conversation with LeVar Ball. 
You can check out uh, the Best of Say Less each and every Friday on Whistle Sports and Brother. Um, and yeah, you, great conversations with interesting people, man. This is all. This is what you're gonna get from the show, and I hope to keep bringing it to you. So, Emilio Sparks, if you please do what you do at this time, hit the motherfucking music. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time, brother. A, a long, long time. So, before I say anything, first, happy Juneteenth and happy early Father's Day to you. Oh, thank I, you, Connie. Back at you. Of course, of course. Now, I, yes, yes. I'm, I'm so happy to be talking to you today. And we're recording now, so I don't want to, I just want to get this. Oh, that's going. fine. Um, I'm happy to be talking to you today because I put you on the Mount Rushmore Black Daddies, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I got, I got a Mount Rushmore, right? It goes like this. It's Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince. Uh, uh, we got Pops on the Waynes Brothers. And okay. we got uh, uh, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. And, okay. now, and, and LeVar Ball to complete <laughs> that, that Black Daddy Mount Rushmore, man. Okay. All right. So if you were... So I got to ask you, uh, if you were to put together your own sort of Mount Rushmore for Black Daddies on Father's Day, what would, what, what would your four look like? What would my four look like? Yeah. Uh, my dad's dad, my dad, and me. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Hold on. I got uh, Julia on the other line, so I'm, I'm going to pull her up real quick. So she okay. Can, I know she has to be on, uh, on, on the call. Hey, Julia, you there? You muted? Hey, yep, I'm here. Thank you. No problem. Perfect. So we're recording now. Um, so, yeah, so uh, LeVar, obviously, um, let, let me make sure that the video is here. Uh, you can see me. Good speaker view. Perfect. All right. So, yeah, LeVar, man, obviously, uh, it, it's been a crazy time, a crazy year for everybody, and uh, especially for yourself. But the Ball Brothers, all three of them, have uh, signed the Rock Nation Sports recently, and and for the uh-huh. first time in, I guess, yeah. since they've been in the public eye, uh, there's somebody else overseeing their career. And so I would just like to get your thoughts on going. Well, it's from- not it's not for the first time. It's like you know people been seeing overseeing their career, or you know when we first started, you got to have an agent, right? And you know we we done did the friend thing when I had my first guy, you know, represent Lonzo. Mm. But, you know, he couldn't get my other boys the, the representation I wanted. So <laughs> then we, we, we go with CAA, the biggest in the game. So, so, um, so how was it? I mean, obviously, yes, there have been other people watching over right, there. But right, as right. far as, like, a public eye, it goes from, from, from the public sense. It's like they're going from LeVar Ball to, to Jay-Z and Rock Nation, right? But it's not, it's not even – see, that's what the, the public want to think of it like that. But it's not even about that. It's like I'm always going to be their father. Right. You know? So, so that, that part ain't going to change. So the of input course. they get from me is always going to be the same. But on the outside, people want to be like, they got to compare it to something saying, oh, they went from this to this. No, we just got better representation on that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, me, I can train my boys and, 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 and make them the best ball players. But that representation that you're going to have as you get deeper into the career, you, you get a, a better sense of having somebody who's in that lane who can do a little more talking behind closed doors. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? To make everything come to the right perspective. Because the bottom line is, everybody knows my bottom line, which is I want all three of my boys on the same team at mm. some point, and hopefully sooner than later. So that's the, that's the main goal that all these guys who we, we choose, you know, from day one to, to, to build up to. So, you know, you, you, let's say you get Lonzo, and if, if, if my other guy would have got – Jello, uh, a summer league try or something like that, he still would have been the agent. Right. So now it would have been Melo's time, he still would have been the agent. Same thing with uh, with CAA. If you, if you would have did things the way, not the way you wanted things done, the way I want things done, you're working for us. Get mm-hmm. it done our way. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have your own little lane the way you want to do it, guess what? Next. Until we find somebody who, who fits what we're trying to do. And like I said, well, we're trying to do something special. I mean, you've already done something special, man, in my eyes. I've seen, well, I feel like I've heard, you know, you for the past couple of years, even when Lonzo and LaMelo and Jello was in high school, just the fact that you guys have, have gotten here, you know what I mean? You got 
LaMelo as a top five consensus pick in the draft. You got Lonzo, who's hopefully going to lead the New Orleans Pelicans to the playoffs. And you got Jello, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like for, 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 you know, somebody who's been through so much as he has, still finding his way on a G League spot. So I think to a lot of people, especially, you know, today with, with it, you know, being Father's Day weekend coming up, like people already look at you like, yo, you, you, Mission accomplished. Like you, you did what well, had to be that's, done. That's mission accomplished on the outside from the from the people on the outside looking in. Mm. My 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 thing is not accomplished. What I set out to do is put all three of my boys in the NBA. Mm. Now, that might be a, a crazy goal to somebody else, but to me, I know what I put in as far as training my boys and the time I put in with them. Now, with with Jello doing something a little out out the norm, which made him have to take a different route, but. Not to say, you know, everybody like all the stuff that Jello's been through. Jello ain't been through no tragedy or nothing like that. Here's I mean, not tragedy, but you know, but you, know at, you know what I'm saying. Listen, yeah. he's going to the league on the fact that he cut from the same cloth. If all three of my boys is in the same and doing the exact same thing, they all gonna make it. it ain't gonna be like one of them gonna be like, well, you know, I don't feel like working out. I might not make it. And yeah. you're gonna have people being like, oh, uh, Jello's the least. He's not athletic. He's not this. He's not that. Well, you're gonna try to create all this stuff. But everything you say that the other two can't do, Jello can do. You talk mm. about scoring and putting the ball in good form, shooting and strong. Jello's like that, obviously. But uh, I mean, we look at we look at we look at Lamelo, and Lamelo has had an incredible growth spurt. Well, he was a, he was like a great scoring point guard in his high school days. Now he's about six seven. And, you know, salivating pros. Lonzo, same thing. The prototypical Jason Kidd type of 6'5", tall guard. Jello, I think, you know, a lot of people have said he kind of has a tweener sort of body. He's not maybe not tall enough, maybe not fast but, enough, but, maybe but not. Here, here, here's the thing. Why are we even talking about bodies? Mm. He a two guard. Mm-hmm. You put him in the NBA right now, he's the biggest two guard in the NBA at 245. Mm. Ain't nobody know two guard like that. Now, how he not a shooting guard, but people want to say because he know how to post up and bully people. Oh, he not going to do that on this level. Oh, he not going to do that on that. That boy bench pressed 400 pounds. He built like me. <laughs> he on the court crazy as I don't know what. And strong. Jello was killing people with, with on 60% on a half a foot. Mm. Now, he done had the surgery on his ankle. He 100% man. My goal, like I said, is to have all my boys in the NBA at a certain time. Melo's the last one. So guess what? The door closes now. So long as Jello's in that same bucket seat with him and the door closes, they're all over there. <laughs> See, people thought when, when, when Lonzo, this is what it was supposed to happen. Lonzo supposed to get his uh, contract and the Ball family supposed to be like, oh, we got one in the NBA. We good. Let's live off of him. Yeah. Where people was like, oh, man, are you going to be, you know, shocked when, when Melo or Jello's name get called? I was like, man. Lonzo already made it. This is what you guys are looking at. Lonzo made it. But I got, let's say you have a boat and you got a guy on the dock. I just took Lonzo across. I got two left on the dock. Mm. <laughs> so my game ain't over. I got to pull both of them to the NBA. Now, when I both get them to the NBA, whether they stay one day, 10 years, 20 years, that's on them. But I feel I've done my job and got y'all to the NBA, like I said, from day one. I hear that. I hear that. And God bless you for doing that, brother. Um, for the first time in a while, with, with everything going on in, with COVID-19, if you mentioned it earlier in the, in the, in the talk, uh, it's the first time, and correct me if I'm wrong, that all the brothers are back home together and you're training them and getting them ready for their yes. upcoming training and season. Yes. What, what has that been like? Kind of walk me through what a typical... Well, here, here it is, man. <laughs> Before all my boys take off and get to that league and, and go their separate ways and do what they're going to do, I knew we was going to get together. <laughs> and it just so happens, the pandemic made that happen. Yeah. But I said something's got to happen where we all together first to, to get everything talked about, situated, where it's no outside interference. It's just me and my boys. Before the pandemic happened, when was the last time you all were really together outside of like holidays and stuff? Uh, the last time we were together, it's, it's, it's been a while on the fact that, you know, Jello went to OKC, uh, Lonzo in New Orleans, Melo in Australia. So probably, um, uh, probably early that summer mm. at the Drew League because, mm-hmm. uh, Jello and, uh, Zoe was coming to support Melo. So we was together right there. And that's when, uh, you know, people was, you know, 
trying to figure out, oh, is Melo going overseas? And that's when Alonzo got traded. And it's like, okay, now Jello's going to, okay. It was just a lot of things happening where in this situation right here, my boys understand uh, the longer we go in this, the further apart we get because you're going to be doing a lot of other things. Right. And one of the things is that's going to happen is, guess what? As time goes on, you're going to have your own family. You see what I'm saying? And everybody has to go their separate ways. So what you do is enjoy the times you can and kind of really enjoy it as far as saying, whoa, this is, this is something when we all together now because mm-hmm. they see how far we could be apart for so long. Because, you know, when you're growing up in a household, you know, 18, 19 years go by, you, you can never separate. Yeah, it's and then blink of an eye, it's all gone. So you got you to do your thing. And that's why people also get stuck on the media. Oh, LaVar wasn't with Melo like he was with Lonzo. Well, I'm doing a lot of other things now. Well, what, you know, what, are, what are some of the other things, man? Sons. What are some of the other things? Yeah, it's just like making sure, man, I'm about to have some water coming out, man. I got my new line of, of my high end coming out with Big Baller brand. It's, a, it's like a higher collection, a European cut. Man, it's, it's about to be awesome. But it's online. And, and, and like I said, they can get that at BigBallerBrandInc.com. But it's, it's, it's like we got a, uh, our premium collection. Okay. It's gonna just be the T-shirts and stuff. Okay. It's, it's a different style. And, and mind you, I was I'm I'm I support black business all day. I always support right. a, a young a entrepreneur, especially you know what you were doing. But me and, and a lot of other people, I wanted to support. I mean, a lot of times the customer service might not have been there, or or right. you know they a lot of the shoes were really expensive, and it may not be at a certain price point. Like, oh, well, well, here's here's where you got to look at it. You got to look at it at, at different angles, man. Yeah. Um, the angles I'm talking about is as far as saying some of the customer service wasn't all that. Right. But in any business, you have to go up from that. And and guess what? Guess what? Now we got 24-hour customer service where you can call in, email, people get back to you. But that's because we were moving at such a fast pace, and I had one guy doing basically everything. Mm. And that's the guy I'm not even going to talk about. You know, everybody knows he, who that guy he is. And he, so, so I don't even mention his name. Right yeah. now, he's saying a lot of other crazy stuff because he can't get the ball family out of his mind. He'll never get no sleep. So we fixed that. Uh, the thing with the, the price of the shoe, um, I didn't feel it was too high. I, I felt we put the price on that we want. I mean, some of those sneakers were upwards of 500 yeah. racks, man. Like, okay, okay. And I, and I want to support. Well, okay, listen, listen to me. Yeezys. Yeah, you got Yeezys a thousand. You got some Prada, Gucci shoes at fifteen hundred. Come on, don't mm-hmm. get mad at me because I feel my price was five hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and here's what I'm saying is maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe you go out and 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 sell bottles for a year and a half until you get that price to be a big baller to get what you want. That ain't for everybody. Everybody can't go out and buy Rolls Royce, but you can buy a car. Mm. It's all on, on on what you want, you know. And that's why I say uh, being a big baller ain't about having how much money you want. It's, it's your determination, your dedication to do whatever you want to do so you can be a big baller at anything. But if you want something, you you go get it. You know? And, and I'm not telling people, well, you ain't going to be able to get these. I want to support everybody. You can support me by saying, good job, LeVar. I ain't going <laughs> to say you got to support me by giving me no money or nothing yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all on what you want to do. And it's just like this. Whatever you want something better in life, everybody can just live. You don't need no job. Right. But if you want to live better in a bigger house, you got to do more things. But don't expect all this nice stuff without the hard work. And that's what people got to understand. I told a kid the other day, man, I said, man, he said, big baller, man, why don't you hook me up? I said, see, now that's where you got to get out of the hook me up thing. Now, if I hook you up, two things are going to happen. I got to hook up everybody. And guess what? I'm broke. I don't have nothing because I gave everything away. Mm. And the second thing is, if I'm hooking you up, the part that comes with that, maybe I tell you, you need to post uh, five five hundred thousand posts with my shirt on, or bring me back a hundred clients. So you get like, that oh, that value but, back, but, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but if you go buy the shirt on your own, I'm not hooking you up. You're getting it because you want it, and guess what? You don't owe me nothing. So you, <laughs> you you got it on your own. That's my thing. So I don't need no hookup. So I get it myself if I'm gonna get it. Elsewise, I'm not. I'm gonna leave it alone. So that's he's like, oh, okay, I get that. I said, yeah. <laughs> so you all right with like that? You, you come to a let's say you come to a, a camp or something, right? And the guy says, well, I got you know a free T-shirt. Well, the T-shirt ain't really free. That's what they say it is. The T-shirt is for you coming to the camp mm. and putting in your effort. 
that allows you to get a shirt. Can't just walk on the street and come on in for a minute. Be like, can I get a shirt and then leave? Mm. Hey, put your work and time in. Well, I'm giving you a shirt. So you really earn that shirt. It's not really free. Now, LeVar, uh, you know, there was, a, there was an episode of The Shop that came on uh, around last year. I think it was like LeBron, Pharrell, your son. Of course. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of people on this. And I think this is very important for Father's Day. Pharrell called you just the goat dad. Outside mm-hmm. of everything that people may say, and, you know, you may not be in everybody's cup of tea, the way you, the way you, you're, you're a personality. Like, people know when you walk into the room, you have a presence about yourself. But just the way you go so hard for your kids, it's admirable by so many people, especially myself, especially young entrepreneurial black men that were around that on that episode of the shop. They almost they, they, they don't just respect it. They, they admire it because of how hard you go for them. What are your thoughts on, you know, just being outside of just being a sports dad, but being a black sports dad and, and being able to love your kids so outwardly and, and just well, so just so 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 viciously like not viciously but just enough that like everybody sees it i think it's the situation that you're in uh which allows i think all parents want the best for their kids yeah everybody wants the best for their kids man um i think that's the way they they portray me out there where you know certain people they they create a different narrative that Mm. they get from the the people above. Did say, you think hey, that was unfair? Like Did you think that was unfair for a while? I mean, I feel like you I don't. Know, I don't think I don't. I don't. I don't think it's unfair. They can do what they want to do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and, uh-huh. and people are gonna make their own choices anyway. So it don't matter. Here's the thing that I wear. That I don't even worry about it. As long as my boys know what I'm about and I know what they're about, the outside it really don't matter. So you're gonna have some people say, "Oh, he cocky, he raggedy. I don't think he's a good dad." Then you have some other dudes who be like, "Man, I ain't had no dad. If I had one ride for me like that, I'd be cool." It's a nice. lot of uh, dads that ride for their kids like that, but they're not in the position of me. Maybe their kids not going to the NBA or NFL, but they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They're just not in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So when you get a guy that's in front of the camera that's like I am, now you got more eyes so more people can go at it. So now it become more controversial. So now it's like, oh, well, he's doing it this way. He's doing it that way. It's just like you got some other folks that, you know, be talking, oh, he shouldn't put the X on his son's back. He shouldn't do this. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you have your own kids and see how you're going to do with them? And they, some of them have kids, but they're five or six years old. And they try to tell me how to raise my boys. And I'm like, nah, don't worry about what I'm doing with my boys. Do it with your family. Don't talk about, oh, his son scored 92 points and all he's doing is passing and cherry picking. Okay, you guys making this, these, these, these scenarios you have kids and be on shows and don't, we don't even know you have kids because you never talk about them. You talk about some damn dogs. Hulu and uh. Juju. You know? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, it ain't like that with a lot of folks because, you know, some of the situations that people in, maybe they're not together with the one they had the kid with. Mm. So you're going to get that. Or, you know, or maybe the mom, is, is, it's just different. But it's very easy when uh, you have two parents that have the same liking as far as like me and my wife, we both love basketball, we love yeah. sports. And it's like it's like a family outing where we you get both sides. So it's not like, okay, I'm over here trying to do something and she over here doing something, and then we meet up every now and then. Mm. See, so so it's it's the setup that we had was very strong for our boys. And and all the time I put in with them, you can't do nothing but be like, Wow, these these my boy, I put it in. It's like when you invest and invest in a building, yeah, go go, you know, or 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 a business or something. But would you invest in something that's yours? Which is, if you're not going to invest in your kids, don't have them. Facts. Don't have Big your facts. fun and do what you're going to do. And you know what? Uh, a, a girl told me the other day, and I, you know, I'll be rambling on sometimes, but she said, oh, yeah, now it's, you know, when the, when the kids go to sleep, now I can get some alone time. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, why have kids? Why don't you not have kids? You can sleep all day. Mm. But when you have kids... Forget about that alone time. You ain't got no more alone time. It's just all them. Elsewise, don't have them. That's the way I look at it. All right, so LeVar, I just, I, just got, I just got engaged about a month ago, all right? I'm about to marry the love of my life. And wow. you, uh-huh. are, you are you're married, still married to the, to the love of your life, or to the, uh-huh. the mother of all your children. Give me some, some husband advice the LeVar way, man. Like, I got to know how I'm going to approach this next step of my life. Man, this next step of your life, man, I think the best way for you to approach it is the way you're going to approach it. With the way I'm doing it, 
ain't got no advice for you. I'm saying, <laughs> if you go and find a girl that you're going to marry, you already did all the homework, man. Now, the thing about that, now I, I, I'm looking at, and this is what I tell, you know, you, you have to make sacrifices on certain things, mm. okay? What I mean by that is the price that my boys have to pay for being young, famous, and rich, mm. this is what I feel. You're never going to meet that girl. <laughs> so, so you're encouraging them to just kind of stay single, sow hey, the royal oats. Hey, like, not yeah. even stay single. It's going to be hard, very hard to find somebody uh, when you're going through cities. Okay. And then when you meet people, guess what? I don't follow sports. I don't, but you can Google everything now. Right. So they can play that role. Like, I don't know, not, I didn't know you was like that, you know, but you're never going to find, I can see, I met my wife in, uh, I don't, I don't know, where, where'd, you, where'd you meet your fiance? Uh, we went to high school. Well, uh, we met after high school. Uh, met her in uh, Jersey. Okay, but see, yeah. you met her in school. You saw yeah. her at school every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. You can see her. Now, I met my girl at, at, at Cal State LA. In school, I know what type of girl she is. I see her all the time. Mm-hmm. How you gonna see somebody all the time if you doing eighty games and you traveling in and out of cities? Mm. You're not at church, so you can't go there every every Sunday to see the same girl. You don't know what she about. You're not at work, so you can't see the same girl all the time. You, you see what I'm saying? So we we got to get an establishment where we can see a person all the time. You're going to meet a girl that's – here's my boys. You're going to meet a girl at a club. But, LeVar, I mean, you know that's going to happen, though. You know one of these but, days, and I'm sure it's I'm happened saying. already. Okay. Listen to me. That's yeah. a sacrifice. They have to understand that that's going to happen like that. Uh. Where it's not going to be the same like me and their mom. And I'm going to tell you this. I used to think the key to life was if you have a passion to do something and you happen to get paid for it, you won. But as time goes on, man, if, if you can find a significant other and, and spend the rest of your life with it, man, you can't beat that. I, hey, I've been with my girl for 30 years, man. I don't know where that 30 years went. <laughs> it went by so fast. And it's like, it's, it's, it's great. And it's like, I'm glad we get to enjoy our boys together, watching them be successful. And it's like stories that we had back in the day. And it's just like, uh, we can sit back and me and my wife was like when the big baller brand was going, she was in the kitchen mm. pressing up shirts. I got them all stacked in hats and stuff on the pool table. To now, we got a big ass warehouse. <laughs> it's like wow, <laughs> in Ontario. So it's, it's 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 amazing to see the growth and like God dang, that's amazing. So, it is amazing. But you can share that, man. You can share that with somebody, and it's like man, like I tell them about her getting better from the stroke. She ain't got nothing but time with me, man. So yeah. it's it's all good. I mean, so, all right. So let me let me ask you this question, and we'll get into some more sports stuff because I I, I um, feel like I feel like dad and husband Lavar is extremely interesting to me. So what have you learned? I mean, you you have you, you spoke your thoughts on what you think your boys are going to have to kind of deal with as far as significant others and and being right, right. rich and famous. So is there anything that you've learned raising kids that are already rich and famous that has kind of evolved you as a parent? Here's the thing. I I ain't learned nothing. (laughs) I'm trying to learn nothing. I'm trying to do it my way, whether it be good or bad, it's my way. So Uh it's all good on my part. And it's how you look at things. And I think if you stick to that, you're going to be fine. And it's just like um, the advice you said, you know, that's the normal thing to do, especially when you're interviewing somebody. Do you have any advice for me to do this? Hey, I I, kind of give you a guidance way to do it. Right. I don't know what your significant other does. I don't know what, what you do if you guys are going to be traveling. I don't know if you're going to be together as far as does she have a space? Well, I do, I, do, I do a lot of this. I do a lot of hosting and interviewing people like yourself. And, right. uh, you know, she works as well. But, you know, sometimes uh-huh. she'll have to travel. Like, we, we're not, we're not, we don't run on an NBA schedule. I know that. That's see, and, and see, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Everybody has to be different where yeah. me and my wife, we had the best schedule. Okay. Which allowed us to be, uh, her being a school teacher. And getting up at seven and home by two. Mm. Me, personal training out of the house. I don't have to go nowhere. So we got a great schedule where it's not no confliction of being on the freeway or coming back talking like, well, that was a rough day today, boy. I had this and that. And it's, <laughs> so it's none of that. It's just she get home and, and, and she'll, she'll do some exercise about three o'clock, 
She'll walk the dogs. She'll cook for the boys. About five, six o'clock, they're ready to eat. They take a shower. Seven to nine, she help them with their homework. And I train them from four to like 6.30, 7, wow. time to eat. So, so when you're on a basic schedule like that, and then Saturday and Sunday, we, we, we in the gym. We got game day. And it's like, <laughs> let's go whoop somebody's tail yeah. and then have dinner after that, after the wins and talk about that and have Saturday and Sunday together as a family. So it was like an outing. It was beautiful, man. That's beautiful. But it never was hear, like man. my wife was like, you know what? I got to go spend some time with the, with the girls this weekend. I can't do this again. And we did it for years, which made the boys so, so strong as like Tina was on my page. What I mean by that, if you score 30 points and we lose by two, I'm screaming at you for not scoring 32 points. Mm. And you can't go to your mom and she going to be like, well, you know what? You did do good. She was like, man, you should have made another layup or a three-pointer. Don't come be <laughs> soft with that. You know, and she liked that. So if we're on the same page in the same way, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. And that's why I'm telling you, uh, I think the, the things that people do on the outside, we, we, we just use it as a pattern and then kind of put our own spice to it that allows us to do what we do. It's just mm. like the traveling. And you guys, you guys have to pick up a time where – Every maybe every at the end of the month or something, y'all get together and be like this. Because I asked my girl this: Would you rather me be uh, super romantic and 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 tell you I love you every day and bring you flowers and cheat on you? Mm. <laughs> but I'm romantic. And I love you. <laughs> I say it all the time, but I'm dealing with somebody else on the other side. Uh, okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So people can do that. But I was like, man, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm just trying to. I told my wife this, and she remembers this to this day. You don't never know how much I love you because I got the love up here in my head. You don't know. You can't get in nobody's head. You never know what somebody – you can tell the weather if it's going to be an earthquake, but you don't know what somebody's thinking because mm. when something crazy happens, you'd be like, I never thought he would – of course you didn't. You didn't know. You don't know. <laughs> so you just hope for the best. Somebody asked my girl this, and this is crazy. They said, uh, they said, man, if, if, if your husband was across the water, do you think he'd cheat on me? Tina said, if he's going to cheat on me, he's going to cheat on me. And then I have to deal with that, whether I forgive him or not forgive him. Yeah. But I'm not going to waste my time going through life thinking, if he's going to do something, he's going to do it. I just have to deal with what he does. And, and she said, you know what? I hope he wouldn't. But if he did, I'm not going to waste time thinking, is he cheating on me? Mm. It's just what happens if he cheats on me? Right. Do I forgive him and stay with him? Right. Or do I say to hell with all this and drop everything? So... What I'm saying is, you don't answer that. Be like, no, nah, he ain't gonna cheat on, or yeah, he gonna cheat on. Don't even worry about it. You know how people used to say, "Oh, that's my a soulmate." Okay, that's your soulmate, but don't force yourself into staying married. If you never worry about that, just let the time accumulate, and at the end of the game, you're gonna be like, "Man, that's a lot of years." But if you keep trying to make it work year after year after year, a soulmate, I can't let her go. I can't let her go. And eventually, you gonna let her go. Mm. But don't worry about that. And the time goes through, and guess what? When you look up. You don't have 30, 40 years where you're like, wow. But if you concentrate on it every year, it's going to break and it's not going to be the same. LeVar, you should, do, you should do a romance podcast one day. I'm telling <laughs> you, people would listen. People would listen. Um, no. LaMelo Ball, man. Yes. Uh, looking like a top five pick. Maybe no. number one overall. The number one pick. Number one pick. You you all, let, let us, tell me this don't make sense. Okay. Okay, I, I, yeah, I want to yeah. get in this first because I'm, I'm a huge Knicks fan. So we got okay. we got to talk check it out, about though. that. But yeah. this makes sense though. Whoever is the most popular is usually going to be number one. True. Okay. Usually, whoever is the best guard is going to be high in the draft. True. So, actually, R.J. Barrett looked like he had a better starting and a better plan than Zion. But Zion was more popular than him with the dunks, shoes, tearing strong. Oh, for okay. sure. Hey, for sure. Hey, hey, He's so must he see TV. So he moved to number one. Now, look who's number two. Jay Morant. Came out of Murray State. Murray State ain't no big school. But you the best guard in the game? Guess what? I don't care what small school you do. If you play that point guard spot, you're moving up. So you're number two. Now, you got Melo, who's the most popular than anybody in the draft, and the best guard. You get a two for one. Mm. Who ain't going to take him for number one? You have to be a fool, even if even if you don't like him and you don't like what's going on, you get him and trade him. So even so, say the Golden State Warriors get oh. the number one pick overall. You mm-hmm. they they draft in La, La, Lamelo Ball, even though they already got Steph Curry playing point guard for them. Oh yeah, because hey, at the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is about money and business. Mm-hmm. Melo will put people in them seats. That's one thing he can do. 
And, and Stephen Clay, Stephen Clay could could pretty much put people in seats too, though. They ain't no slouches. Okay, okay. okay. You talking about Stephen Clay? Yeah. Who in the draft gonna put people in them seats like that besides Melo? I'll be honest. I mean, I've heard I've heard of Anthony Edwards. I've heard of James Wiseman. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. We Melo Lamelo hey, Ball's a household name. Hey, check name. this out. Melo is the only one in the draft that's worldwide. Mm-hmm. Fact. That's a fact. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna dispute you on up, that. The way he's set up, people got to do that, man. But see, that's the part I don't like about the Golden State. They got, you know, Clay and 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 the other guys, and now you want to put Melo in that mix to say you got to follow these guys. Mm. And that's a little no unfair. Follower. That's a little unfair Mello, to him. Melo ain't no follower. It's just like, man, he don't need to do what they do. Let him do their thing. There's a reason you're looking at my son. He's talented and can play the game. It ain't that hard. Dude, open pass it to him. You open <laughs> and you, you've been working on your shot, shoot the ball. Run. Right. The fast pace is good. But don't be like, Melo got to wait his turn and wait two or three years to go by and talk about he got to learn from the veterans. Ain't about that. Can he play or not? Facts. And so, when you're special, and tell me this though, when you're special, how do you really coach somebody special? You just enjoy, and they're special because of the things they do. Magic. You're six, eight, six, nine. You ain't supposed to be dribbling. But you're so special, you don't tell him, don't dribble. You right. let him do what he does. Michael right. Jordan, you let him do what he does. Now let's think about special, okay? You already uh-huh. – you, you, you have a gift for speaking things into existence, right? You yes. spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence. You spoke lottery picks into existence. You spoke your kids getting to the NBA into existence. Mm-hmm. You, were, you were quoted as saying the New York Knicks deserve LaMelo Ball. They said, like, right. that, that franchise deserves something good – to happen to them. To happen. Do you still believe that? Do you still believe that's the ideal landing spot oh, for your yes. son? To the end. Mm. And, to and why the is end. that? What, what, do you, what do you see? Is it just, uh, is it just see, New I York? Or do you, is there anybody on the team that you want to see him play with? Or, or what, 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 do you, well, what have you seen from them? It's only, you know what, they don't have anything. It's, they've <laughs> been, I mean, the last time they won a championship back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the bright lights, the, you need a whole new, turnaround over there. The person I want to see him play with, he can play with anybody. I want to see him play. They got to know this. If you're getting mellow, you're getting jello. Mm. Boy, shoot the heck out of that ball and play the chemistry better with him than anybody ever. And after that, you have a chance to get zoned. Now, you don't need one person to change no franchise. You need a whole culture change, and that takes all three of my boys. All three of my boys on the same team, who ain't going to watch that show? That'd be the biggest show in the NBA ever. We gonna we gonna watch, but that's what I'm there's saying. people over there that are worried about winning championships and, and, and winning. Hey, now, hey, hey! My three boys. The last time they was together as mm-hmm. babies, we ran through high school. That's high school. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> but they were young then. They was babies. Eighth grade, eleventh grade. Yeah, there's one senior on the team. We had no problem with nobody. We run through everybody. Now my three boys is grown men. Playing yeah. the one, two, and the three? Come on, man. With the chemistry they have, the way they throw the ball? Yeah. You think they're going to lose together? No. I mean, listen, listen. No. I, I would love to see it for the for the, for the hey, sheer, for the I'm sheer gonna tell theatrics. You this. They I'm a winners. Fan. You think they're going to go home all together and be like taking that loss and be like, man, 30, 40 losses in a row? Heck no. <laughs> them boys going to win and be together and you ain't going to top them. And the best thing about it, this is how you win championships. You got to make sacrifices. Now the sacrifices that my boys would make is they're not going to hold the franchise hostage. Right. What I mean by that is they're not going to say, Jello, I shoot, I score the most, give me 50 mil. Lonzo, I, I'm the facilitator and I'm the all-star point guard, give me 50 mil. Melo, well, I'm the show, give me 50 mil. They more like this. Give us 30, 30, 30, take the other 60 mil and get us some more rebounders and shot blockers. Now, when, when Jordan was winning them championships, the sacrifice that was made is you got the second best player in the league in Scottie Pippen with that raggedy contract. You yeah. win three more, three more championships and not paying him none. That's the sacrifice he did. And the, the thing today is, Look at, look at the Portland Trailblazers. You've you got $300 million tied up in two guards. You ain't going to never win nothing. You, when you tie up all the money in two players, it ain't going to happen like that. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time is when, when somebody's being a little successful and the next team could be like, you know what? It's like, uh, what's the boy's name? 
uh, Kyrie and KD. Yeah. Kyrie, now, now you could have kept winning in Cleveland, but I want my own team, more money, I'm gone. Boston, here I come. Nets, here I come. KD over there winning. I don't want to stay here. I don't want a championship. I'm good. I want my own and some more. So most of the time you can't build no dynasty because ain't nobody staying together now. That's old school. Mm-hmm. That's why them guys got back to back to back championships and all that stuff. The Lakers and all them, but they were staying together. And when, with now with the, the social media era, you know everybody got different different mindsets. So, hey, what the, what do they want? I want that bag of money. I want my own. Right, right. So you can't keep them together because they're offering too much away. So okay, all right. I, I, I that's why I tell that. people if when my boys get together, they're gonna win championships because they make so much money off the court, they won't worry about the money on the court. Uh, the one thing, change. the one thing I see about you, about you, the Suns is I never feel like they're missing any meals. I don't think money has ever been an issue for them no, for a no. while. Now, uh, just to get your thoughts on this, uh, you mentioned Kyrie Irving, and uh, there's been a lot going on as far as like the restart of the league, and uh-huh. you know some people feeling a way about wanting to play, and there's some people that don't want to play for for certain reasons and things going on like. What are your thoughts on on the NBA returning to this bubble in Orlando and why some players would want to play and would not want to play? Well, it's all it's all about the situation. And, and, and you know, it goes both ways. But if you're not going to be in the playoffs or you're not going to have a good team or you're not going to win, of course you'd be like, nah, I don't want to play. Because mm. guess what? I got a lot of money already. That's how they feel. But what about the guy who ain't making a million dollars, who loved a game of basketball? So, man, I just want to play, man. I want to compete. So you, you're going to get both sides of that. And then, like, like I said, some of the people that, that, that make the response about not playing are, already got their money or they're not really going to be beneficial going to no championship. The other ones are some of the guys on the outside that's older that been in the league. Oh, they done made all their money and did all their things. Now they say, oh, we shouldn't play to mess up and stop at the protesting and all that and take their mind off of this. Yeah. And you don't know what's gonna take somebody's mind off of nothing. That's on them alone. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I mean you're gonna go back and forth with it. I'm like this, man. Enjoy it and play it. And you know, you got a chance to win a, a championship with some people. Go ahead and go for it. If you don't feel like playing, sit your ass at home and go on about your business. I mean so you mentioned it's all you up mentioned to the, the individual. You mentioned a little bit about the condemn, I don't think you should condemn an individual on what they think about the situation for themselves. Okay. Now, now you mentioned a little bit of it. Um, some people and, and, and the protesting, like, and I feel like at the end of the day, these NBA players are NBA players. And right. the, the scope and the, the vision that you get from being on TV, being on ESPN, ABC, all these things, right. any message you want to get out, you can get out. But, right. you know, a lot of times it's out of sight, out of mind. Do you have any thoughts? Did Lonzo have any thoughts? I know he's going to be in one of those teams in New Orleans, being in Orlando. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are like this, man, as, as far as on a political reference of any any player, anybody, man, stick to your thing and do your thing. Because mm. you're going to get on the fact that it's just like, you know, I, I explained to my boys, you know, in certain situations, I, I get it. I get the protesting and I get that. But but I just want to be careful out there. Right. You got to understand what a protest is. Now, what I mean by that, and this is how I explained it, you know what? When you want to be political about a lot of things, you got to go the full route. Right. Don't do it for 20 minutes or two days. Out of all the protesters, they only take pictures of the celebrities. Like, he was out here with us. Okay? <laughs> Let me ask you this. What were you doing before that protest? Did you protest right. on some other things? Right. Or was you out spending and making your money until now we can be visible and, and now some people want to have a voice and be back on the scene. Like, oh, this is what he said about the protest. This is what he said. Like I keep telling, man, in order for this stuff to change, man, it's going to have to work on both sides. And what I mean by that is is the hiring. Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I'll fix it simple. I'll put a black and white officer together all the time and then see how I go. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to just let you be all black, all white in situations like that. It's the hiring. You have to hire some, some, some people got to have a different, they can't fool you and say, oh, yeah, we put them on here. Yeah. But then you look at them and they stand with their little click. And, you know, it's a certain thing. So I, I think the hiring has to change as opposed to you can't just walk out there and say, hey, I'm protesting and I'm here. And you got people out there with videos and, and, and masks on just showing that they was there, but they ain't really about that. 
Right, right. Because you can't be about it for the one week. You got to do some other things in your life if you want to take that political stance and you want to be in that lane, you know. But don't don't be a work all your life to be a basketball player and you, and you ain't went to one council meeting. <laughs> all of a sudden, you got this voice and now you want to be like, I want justice. I want to be, you ain't yeah. been in none of this stuff. You've been you're in the, you the, So guess what? The people that's done that, leave it to them. Let them do what they do. Yes. And you can support that on your own way, but you, you don't have to be all of a sudden, my word is bond, and I feel, because, man, it's been going on a long time. A long time. A long time. Now, LeVar, last question I want to ask you before you get out of here. Uh, There has been, you know, a lot of progress made as far as um, amateur athletics and and players being paid, whether it's the NCAA starting to, you know, make revisions to, you know, for for players to make money off their likeness and, you know, the G League coming up with their new uh, program to pay the high elite high school players to go into their program. And you kind of, Started that. I mean, like with the junior I basketball. Nothing. I started that. You started that. I, like I was one of those people thing. saying, like, "Yo, fake Levar Ball." He, right. The GBA was one of the first steps to to really making that happen. So, right. what, what are your thoughts on on all these things starting to change? With, with my, you my, my, my thoughts on that is when you have somebody doing something different, you're gonna have to adjust to something. Mm. But I don't need people on the outside to, to tell me y'all need to thank Levar for this. You need to do that. Nah, I did stuff my way. And all you have to do is just realize it. My thing and all this that I'm doing is I want the, 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 the black athlete to understand their self-worth. Right. That's if, if, they, if they don't get nothing out of what I'm doing, I want y'all to understand that ownership is the key. Don't worry about all the money. Because here's the thing. They're going to show you the money in front of the gate. But mm-hmm. they will never open the gate to show you how much money you can get. They ain't going to show you what's all behind there. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you don't have nothing and you see a bunch of stuff in front of the gate, you're like, let me get that. <laughs> you're so happy for it. But you don't know the potential. Like I said, with my boys, which I'm explaining to them, is to do something different, which is don't just endorse everything. I got rims and tires coming out, water, apparel. The difference between my boys, they're going to own everything they endorse it. They already <laughs> own the triple Bs. So all of the, the, the rims, the, the tires, the water, that's all going to be a big ball of rim. Okay. So all that stuff, we're going to own that. So what better to do than keep investing in your own? You make $10 million, but it ain't about you giving me $10 million to front my business. How about you give me $10 million, and at the end of the year, I give you back $80 million. Mm. And what you do, now you give me $40 million and now you get one twenty. But the possibilities... Like I tell my boys, man, it's, it's understanding that ownership is the key. We done had the, the pandemic going on, people stopping their job, y'all not getting paid. They cut Lonzo's check for the NBA and all that. And guess what? Big baller brand still selling stuff. I still pay my people. I ain't stopped doing nothing. Why? Because I own it. We own it. So that's why I tell my boys, it don't stop. And that's one of the things in their decision-making, which they have to understand is, all these people that have been endorsed by these other brands, after your career is over, operations shut down. Yeah. You don't see them no more. You don't hear them no more. But check this out. When you own something, you can keep going until you feel like you don't want to do it no more or you want to sell it, and then you tap out and you say, you know what, that's good. And that's one of the things that's making, them, making me so dangerous is you can't guide me with the money. Why we don't have... Uh, FUBU and Fat Barn and Rock Nation and all this, you know, black clothing because they give us three, four hundred million, get them out the way, put them on the shelf, next. Mm. Not to worry about them no more. Mm. Think about it. I mean, I remember when Rock Nation and, and especially Sean John, before they got bought yes, out from oh. these big parent companies, you had to go there and get it from them. And now you, you can get, get it. it. And, and it's, it's like this. They just and throw they, them in Kmart's or Walmart's and like you just forget right. about it. They ain't forget about it. But they, see, they, they say, hey, we, ain't got, we don't have to worry about fighting them because we already gave them that money. And they like, oh, I got five, seven hundred million over that? I'm out. Mm. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that bigger picture, just like you, you got these other brands, they're making billions of dollars, man. Just like I tell my boys, I said, this is the line. I tell them, y'all going to be the first superstars to own your own and be billionaires while you're still playing. 
Because this is this, and this is just a scenario that could happen. Understand this. Let's say the boys, we make them a shoe. We sell the shoe for $200. Each one of my boys sell a million shoes after being in the NBA. After being in the NBA, they sell a million shoes. Right. I don't know what shoe guy who ain't going to buy all three. Don't say, I got Zoe shoe, I got metal shoe, and I got Jello shoe. <laughs> now you're looking at, let's say, $600 million. Two years, that's $1.2 billion right there. Mm. Off of two years of selling shoes. Because believe it or not, listen, Nike was bank going bankrupt. One dude came in and saved them. Oh, for Nancy sure. Jordan. Yeah. Nobody was buying Jordans. I was buying Adidas. Converse. Even Jordan was, was buying Adidas. Adidas. <laughs> Everybody was Adidas and Converse. Yeah. A little bit of poop. But when, when Mike came on the scene, they gave him all the money. And guess what? Now, what's the name goes up? So I'm trying to explain to my boys, like, whichever way y'all go, whoever you pick is going to go to the moon. Whether it be me, somebody else, another brand, whatever. If it's another brand, you're going to be cheated. Because I guarantee you they ain't going to give you no ownership. Ain't gained nobody no ownership yet. That's facts. So that's one of the decisions that the boys have to, and I don't want to force them to it, because I'm telling you, you know, big baller brand going forward with or without you. It'd be better with you. But I'm, what I, you know what, you asked me, I learned something. One of the things I did learn, though, I was yeah. in Australia, and, and with my gangster mentality, mean, like, if you ain't loyal, get the hell out of me. I don't want to see you no more. And I realized, you know what, my son told me something you know, during the pandemic. Which all one? of us like that. Whatever choice we make, all of us going to make that choice. Oh, I love that. Mm. All three of y'all will choose the same thing. Whether you it put be, that on them. <laughs> whether it be another brand or me or whatever, I love it that the fact that all of, and I'm not like I was in Australia, like, y'all disloyal, you ain't with me, get the hell out of my face, I don't want to see y'all no more. Y'all still my sons, I love y'all to death. And, you know, I'm going to do my thing, y'all going to do your thing, but do what's best what you think for you guys. And, and that's good, but choose together. And they, they did that without me saying, stick together. Because that, that's what I love about them, man. So whatever they do, it's going to be together. Well, LeVar, man, it's, it's been an honor talking to you. You're, you're one of man, the most, it's a pleasure. You're one of the most interesting men in the world, and you, you've had a whole lot of foresight to a lot of things. I uh-huh. hope it continues. I oh, hope yeah. Mello becomes a Nick. And uh, uh-huh. happy Father's right. Day to you, brother. Hey, man, happy Father's Day to you too, man. And be safe out there and take care of yourself, and I appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming on. Say less. All right. Much love.